Well, welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Schaffner, and I'm so excited to share my conversation today with a dear friend, Jane Rogers. We're going to be talking all about cutting edge health secrets to get sharper and younger. And for those who don't know Jane, she is a dear patient of mine, and we've seen each other for almost a decade now. And I don't think she'll mind me sharing that she came to me showing signs of memory issues. Both her parents passed with Alzheimer's and we together successfully treated the problem in its earliest stages and worked. Today she's thriving and made it her life's purpose to share with others that preventing Alzheimer's is possible. As a former TV news anchor and reporter, Jane is interviewing medical experts on this topic from all over the world for her podcast, Cutting Edge Health, Preventing Cognitive Decline. She's also launched an online course in how to show people how to slow aging to prevent these issues. Please check that podcast out. She does a wonderful job delivering all this wonderful information. And I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. My goal in interviewing Jane is not only to share her journey and what's possible and to give you hopefully a ton of hope and ideas if you're stuck out there. Also, I just, it, it's in my heart, every patient that I see that they not only heal and we alleviate their struggle and their suffering, but they get back to life and they live their purpose and they live their passion. And Jane is doing exactly that. So enjoy the podcast. Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Schaffner. And today I'm with a dear friend, Jane Rogers, and we're going to be talking all about cutting edge health secrets to get sharper and younger and I couldn't think of a better woman to do this conversation with. <laughs> thank so, you welcome, so much. Jane. It's such an you. honor to have you on the podcast. Oh, I am so honored to be a guest on your podcast. I listen to almost every single one of them. <laughs> and <laughs> and you and I, I've been your patient for almost 10 years. And I so I'm honored yeah. to be here. Well, you know, I, I wanted to ask you for like a lot of reasons, but really I would say two main reasons that I really wanted to ask you as a guest. And first of all, I just have the insight, like I have these amazing patients. I get to really like just participate and be part of wonderful people like you, their lives. You know, it's a long-term relationship, right? It's not a relationship where I just see but somebody like twice and then we're done, you know, just with the work that we do. Even as you get out of the weeds of healing, there's still like so many aspects to healing that we work on together. And I wanted to share more patient stories that not only have experienced healing and on all the levels, but also, you know, in their life and back in their passion, because that is really what I'm doing this for, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to get you well, so you don't suffer. Of course, I really feel passionate about getting people better so that they can get back into their lives and live passionate lives. And some people feel really inspired by this work and share it with others. And you're doing that. You have a really an amazing podcast we're going to talk about, and you're teaching people all about what you've done for your brain and just the cutting edge science around it. So, so thank you for being here. And, you know, I think we can just dive in, right? And would love to start, Jane, like we and I met in California when I was seeing patients mm -hmm. in California. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And why don't you just kind of give a people a picture of like what you were dealing with and kind of what really was your transformation? We can dialogue about that for, for a little bit. Well, when I came to you, as you'll remember, I was a sick puppy. I, yeah. I really was. I had 
I was having memory problems and they were noticeable to everyone around me. At the time I was only 54 and mm -hmm. it really scared me because my parents, my dad displayed signs of Alzheimer's when he was exactly 54 years old and he later passed with it. And my mom did too. And mm -hmm. I carry the Alzheimer's gene, the APOE4 gene. And when I got this, I wasn't expecting it. It just slammed me and I became a totally different person. Had trouble remembering. I was super fatigued, uh, many different things. So when I walked into your office and <laughs> you told me, well, what's your toxin level look like? What are your hormones doing? How are you handling your blood sugar? All, all these things that I had never experienced in a practitioner before. You asked me these questions and you spent time with me, which when I was in other practices, ones that reimbursed with health insurance, medical insurance, bless their hearts, they can only take 15 minutes with you. And that's yeah. just twice a year. And they're not able to get to the root cause of what's going on. And mm -hmm. you were able to find the root cause. And, oh, we worked at it. And you had a big uphill slope yeah. to get me to adopt some of these practices. What do you mean I need to get rid of toxins with a foot bath every week? Well, I left my foot bath at home. I don't need to do that for three months. It's okay. And you said, no, 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 no. Yeah. You make sure yeah. you, you get that delivered to your house and you make sure you're doing it every week. So slowly but surely, it's like an onion. You kept yeah. peeling off the layers and mm -hmm. I got better, a little bit better. And then I, I continued to improve and became more and more committed to what I was learning from you and how mm -hmm. we can take charge of our own health as long mm -hmm. as we have a good guide. And you were mm -hmm. that guide for me. You and I partnered together. We were a team. You knew exponentially more than I did, but I was able to latch onto that and say, oh, that's a great idea. This is gonna make me better. And so mm -hmm. thank you for doing Aww. that. We worked on so much stuff together. Yeah, we did. We did many layers, right? Yeah. The home in California and the, the scar therapy. I often quote your story because it's such a great story around how doing your scar injection, right? You had an immediate effect, right? Your heart palpitations. And I came into that uh, appointment in Marin County in California. My heart was yeah. racing, just racing. And you yes. injected my scars. You said, let me see your yeah. scars. And I went, excuse me. <laughs> and I had a number of scars and you injected them and were able to allow the passage of energy, energy, I guess, through those scars. Yeah. yeah and restore communication, you know, relax the autonomic nervous system, all of those things. And I never had heart palpitations after that. I walked out of your clinic and I was a cured girl from that component of it. I love that because we always are surprised. Like we know the foundation and we know the science and we know the, you know, what's clinically possible, but we're always so pleasantly surprised with especially scar injections, how people respond. So I, I just always love your story. And that's the, the first anecdote that comes to me when I'm speaking about scars. So thank you for being game. And I think there's many good points that you've just shared and brought up. And, you know, Jane like has her PhD and, you know, becoming health and wellness and chronic illness and brain recovery expert. You know, you really, you know, I, I really feel my job is to give the macro and the micro and just be like, I, I see patterns and I am an observer and, you know, I have a knowledge base and I share that. And, you know, everybody's at their own, you know, level of desire of understanding this desire of going deep. And you just, everything that I shared with you, you like learned in depth and you experience to the fullest extent. And I think that 
is really a big part of, you know, why you responded so well and you did so well, even though I know it was a lot of work and a lot of effort. But if, if I didn't help to take control of my health, where would I be? I, I, I wouldn't yeah. have the health that I have today and be able to resume doing something I'm super passionate about. So you yeah. empowered me to say, you can do it. You can do it. And I was scared. And so it was worth the deep dive. It was worth all the reading and the education and, and picking your brain every chance I got to figure yeah. out, okay, what are the underlying causes here? What's the root? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad it paid off for you. It did. And I, I guess maybe, you know, some people might be listening and they're like, oh my God, Christine has been working with somebody for 10 years. Like that's insane, you know? <laughs> and, you know, just kind of what people go through in treatment and what they, mm -hmm. you know, they, they really have to be participants, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can even recall, I'm sure you can, where was the turning point? Like after three years, like after... Like kind of what, where did you feel like you had a like stronger foundation? You could start participating in your life. Yes, you had to pay attention, but mm -hmm. like things started getting better. Do you have any recollection of that, Jane? That's a really good question. I think I knew I was on the right path within six months. Mm -hmm. I knew we had a long way to go, but with the hard work, we were going to get there. But I didn't get my groove back really in, until probably five years into it. And yeah. then I really felt cognitively like, my mind was 100% back yeah. and that I could tackle something and, and know that I, I could do it. So it took a, it took a little while. And yeah. it was only because I had the caring community around me too, the supportive community. Yeah. I had yeah, family mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. kept saying, you can do it, you can do it. And also was supportive of the investment this takes to heal. Yeah. And many people look at their budget and say, oh my gosh, I only... I only want to go to a practice that takes medical insurance. And yeah. it is worth investing your budget in, in this, yeah. even if you forgo some of the other fun things in life, because if you yeah. don't have your health, what have you got? And so I'm very lucky because I had a supportive family. Yeah, no, you totally did. I've got to meet many of your family members and you have mm -hmm. a really lovely family. And I think it's really an important part of the healing equation to have that support and it, it just makes everything, you know, easier. And, you know, like two points coming to mind, you know, like I have patients with all different budgets, but health is like the great equalizer. You can be like the richest person in the world. And if you don't have your health, like you, you have really, you, you have nothing. nothing. You can't enjoy all your wealth. You can't, you know, like you're not engaged in life. And so I, I've seen that and, you know, I, I realize like health is really biggest value that we have, like our riches, right? Is really our health at the end of the day. Like I, I really feel that. And then, you know, we're just in a paradigm shift. I mean, I hope in my lifetime and my career that there's more support for patients and more support for me for, you know, delivering this type of care, but we have to keep going, right? We have mm -hmm. to keep doing this and proving this model. And, you know, of course we just have to keep helping people, but it's like the doctors aren't supported and the patients aren't supported and it's, you know, out of pocket, but we're, we're getting there. I think there's a lot more awareness, even since you and I have known each other, which is exciting. I'm sure people are thinking, okay, so Jane has like her parents had Alzheimer's. She was starting to get cognitive decline. She has the ApoE gene. Isn't that like, you're always going to get Alzheimer's, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, thinking about like, how did you get your brain back? That's huge. I mean, that's a huge, a lot of people don't think that's possible out there, right? They think brains don't regenerate, brains don't heal, but you know, we know something different, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. They definitely yeah. heal. Alzheimer's really is optional yeah. and it comes on over many, many years. 
decades really, we're starting to see people in their 30s and 40s starting to struggle with memory issues. Yeah. And, and it's because of the world that we live in. Look, look at the toxins we have in our world. You know, the, our crops are sprayed with toxic chemicals and, and our air becomes polluted from wildfires. And there are mm -hmm. many different things in our world right now that we're dealing with. And so it's important to know that those are going to impact your body. Depending on your genetics, sometimes they'll impact you more than others if you're not able to detox or something like yeah. that. But mm -hmm. it's important to look at your own body. Do precision medicine. In fact, yeah. just this morning, I had a podcast with Dr. Sharon Hausman-Cohen. She is uh -huh. founder of a company called Intellix DNA, and uh -huh. she does DNA analysis, her company, that is much deeper than do you have the Alzheimer's gene? Do you have the APOE4 gene? It goes really deep. There are other genes associated with cognitive decline that yeah. you can manipulate so they don't yeah. come to the fore and create a problem. And what I found out was that I have one of them. I've got the APOE4, but I've got this other one, some K variant that makes me really predisposed to it, but I don't have the other four that could contribute yeah. to that. And so mm -hmm. since I know those things, I know what supplements I need to take because I, they, they can impact the genetic mutations that now I know I have. So, right. so I would say the first thing someone should do if they're concerned about their memory and their health is to get your genetic testing done. Yeah. And you can do it with 23andMe. It's not of the yeah. level that yeah. you really need. But I, right. I really would recommend getting that done and not be scared of it. A lot of people mm -hmm. will shy away from it thinking, oh, there's nothing I can do if I've, if I've got the Alzheimer's gene, I just have to resign myself that that's where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. You want to mm -hmm. know because that's empowering. That's when you can start making changes. Listen to podcasts you know, about how to do that and take it upon yourself to say, I'm not going to succumb to this disease. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's one of the things I, I think I did early and would suggest others do. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Christine Schaffner, and for being part of my podcast community, I wanted to give you a very special gift, the code SPECTRUM40 to use at the apothecarystore.com for my product, my signature product, a lymphatic drainage cream called Lymphlo. Lymphlo is a staple in all of my patient protocols, and it was formulated to use topically on the neck to help assist the lymphatic system in draining the brain. It has a plethora of other uses from treating your scars to helping reduce pain and inflammation to helping to support your liver, your kidneys, or bring blood flow circulation and lymphatic drainage wherever lymph flow is applied. So please check out the code SPECTRUM40 and use at apothecary with an I store.com. All the information is on the show notes. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have a link for sure in your for your okay. podcast. And we'll definitely want to, you know, talk more about that because you've learned so much too through your own experience and what you're, who you're interviewing and what you're sharing, which I'm excited to, yeah, of course, share with the audience as well. So we've talked about, you had a, very, a lot of support, which was huge. Mm -hmm. You were open, you know, to a different paradigm, right? Mm -hmm. Which is also huge because I think there is, there's a little bit, you know, like the doctor patient relationship is all about, I think of it as like facilitation and us being both open mm -hmm. to exploring what you need and mm -hmm. checking in with each other and all of that. And, you know, if you're fighting kind of like, oh, this is not for me, like that's an energy that's hard to like allow all of this to move forward. Right. So I think being open to this type of treatment and just really, if you're not there yet, educating yourself and 
you know, continuing to listen to my podcast, Jane's podcast, all those, you know, wealth of information that's mm-hmm. really so much more available than even in the 13 years I've been doing it. There's so much more information to get educated and just, you know, keep on checking in. And then we, you know, looked a lot about, you know, the microbiomes in your body, the toxicants, you know, you've talked about your epigenetics and do you feel like all of that? I mean, you did a lot with your blood sugar and your diet, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to mention that real quick? Yeah, um, I do. My blood sugar really was not doing well when you and I first met and I started doing intermittent fasting and that mm-hmm. really helped to bring it under control. But I still have, an, you know, you're always working on something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my my yeah. insulin, my glucose, my hemoglobin A1C, those are all rocking now and which is yeah. good, but there's, you changed. I changed. I made a whole lot of yeah. changes. <laughs> I, yeah. I really don't do sugar anymore. I, occasionally yeah. I'll cheat, but I really don't do sugar. But one of my blood sugar indicators is still off. And that is a, a calculation between insulin and glucose. It's called HOMA IR. And it, it still shows that deep within my body, I'm still not processing it right. So it's, yeah. you, you want to get on top of your blood sugar, certainly. Um, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. that, that was an issue that I, I struggled with. I had trouble with, but the intermittent fasting helped. And you know what? Intermittent fasting is something you, you shouldn't be scared of because all you yeah. need to do is get done eating by five thirty or 6 PM and then just don't eat anything before you go to bed and wake up in the morning and don't eat again till 10 or so in the morning, which I'm not mm-hmm. often hungry before then anyway. And you've yeah. done a nice 14 hour, 16 hours better fast, especially yeah. for someone who carries the, the genetic blueprint predisposition yep. for Alzheimer's, but that mm-hmm. also helps to straighten the blood sugar out too. Yeah. And, you know, I think you were the, one of the first people who did the continuous glucose monitor, mm-hmm. um, as well I did. And, you know, got I that did. feedback. That's another way to really fabulous, get, um, fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I used to eat big bowls of applesauce. I love applesauce. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I quickly found out mm-mm. and white potatoes, mm-mm. it just, it just spiked it which you yeah. don't want those spikes. You want to avoid it. So a continuous glucose monitor is a good investment and you get to wear yeah. it for three weeks and it, and it rings at every hour of the night if you're low in your sugar level, but you get used yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just get real precise about what foods are good and what yeah. foods are yeah. keeping your blood sugar stable. What I'm just, I'm just like reflecting kind of on the fly here, you know, we're talking about all these different buckets and I know you interviewed Dr. Bredesen. He's done a lot of great work to just educate people about the, you know, basically the impact of our environment and how we can, you know, modulate through epigenetic changes, you know, maybe our, you know, what our blueprint is and, you know, he has a language around mold and blood sugar and all of this. And, you know, he types people, you know, when they finally get into end stage of disease of, you know, what, what's really your biggest problem. But, and you, as you hear in Jane's story, we kind of have to look at it all, you yes. know, and a prevention, you know, point. And mm-hmm. so where are you with reticence research right now? I know that you. Mm-hmm. Great question. Great question. That that was one of the things, in addition to walking into your office, the mm-hmm. other was hearing Bredesen on a podcast. And he talked about his book, The End of Alzheimer's. Well, I got right. that thing and I highlighted all of it. And I started a spreadsheet with all the 36 different indicators wow. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the labs you needed to have done to see where can I tweak this so that I can get my memory back. And some of those are ones that we've already talked about, but others are like your bodily inflammation load. You and yes. I know that I came to you with Lyme and it had never been treated. I didn't even know yeah. I had it. And yeah. my inflammatory markers were way, way out there. I wasn't sleeping. I only slept yeah. three minutes of deep sleep a night. 
Yeah. You can't recover. You can't heal if you're not sleeping better. So you yeah. helped me tackle the sleep problem. And it was through you and his book to help guide it's, us. You know, here's here's some things to look at. And I often say that all those 36 indicators, I had every yeah. single one of them in yeah. spades. <laughs> and so it, it took that three, four, five years to slap those down and get everything yeah. still. And I'm still working on many things, but to get most of them yeah. optimized. But yeah. I think he's he's done a real service for people realizing that you need, you really need to be healthy and you need to pay attention to that and and listen to your body. I had another practitioner say that if you are not in someone's office, like into your office in your forties, you'll pay Mm -hmm. for it in your fifties because you already have some of the underlying factors for age related disease by the time you go into your forties. And if you're listening closely, you'll see those. And it's just going to be harder the longer you wait. I could feel I had a problem in my 40s, but I didn't do anything until I was 54 and it really hit me and I had to do it. So I Mm -hmm. I think I would encourage someone to start earlier Yeah, because Mm -hmm. in this world, we all have those factors that just maybe not very many in your 40s, but you really need to get on top of. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dr. Bredesen helped me a lot and I just interviewed someone who's leading his second research study. And the interesting thing about that, it has multivariables. Usually you get a pill and they say, does this pill work? Or not. And they they give some group a pill and some group the placebo. But with this, as you know, precision medicine means everybody needs something different. And so what this research is doing is they are giving you what you need, the precision medicine you need, and then evaluating Mm -hmm. with MRIs and cognitive testing and things like that to see if those things specific to you are working. And now they're starting a study with 75 people across the United States. And I think the first study with 25 showed significant improvement. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that as as those yeah. results come in. And I love that the conversation is changing to the multivariable. Yes. You know, because I mean, that's the biggest conundrum, right, with conventional science. And when you walk into my office or you start talking to somebody like Dr. Bredesen, it's like, there are so many variables, you know, mm-hmm. the human body is more complex and dynamic and beautiful and intelligent and wise than we'll ever be. And for us to think it's just like one isolated, you know, marker is like the, the answer to everything is still, it's just mm-hmm. amazing how people are still in that paradigm. And, you know, of course there's a place for all things, but we have to look, the more that you can look at the bigger picture and you know all of these factors that we're talking about this is where you get results and so yeah and i've become friends with um heather sandinson who's a student of dr dale bredesen she mentored with him and she's created these centers you know for people to experience this protocol and go in and her goal is to get them out you know like it's not just memory care place that you're in there until you know you pass you know it's a place where she's trying to really create change in a supportive setting so it's it's she's so fabulous. cool to see. she's just i interviewed her too she's great yeah isn't she, she yeah oh. she's, yeah she's lovely yeah we've gotten to know each other i love how she's a naturopath and you know what she she's is. doing and i'm mm-hmm. just really impressed by her and her body of work and so that's i, I figured you knew her mm-hmm. yeah she's you know great Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> One other thing that comes to mind is that as you're walking this path, as you are trying to make change for yourself, be really picky about who you select as your practitioner. Mm. You want the kind of rapport 
that you and I have. You want the yes. kind of caring person who is not going to be the doctor in the big tower telling you, you don't understand. I went to medical school and you didn't. Right. You, yeah. want, you want a partner and, and don't settle for any less. You want someone who really cares and specializes in functional medicine. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure. No, I, I, that's a good point. I think I had that thought too when you were talking about, okay, you read this book and you have all these tests. You want to work with somebody where you can go and say, hey, I want to run all these tests. Can you help facilitate that? And they're like, not like mad they didn't figure that out first. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, oh, this is cool. It's like, let's do it, you know? Or look uh, at you like you've got a third eye. You want those yeah. tests? Really? Yeah. Why would they do that? Yeah, I don't so. know the diagnosis code to put it for that. Yeah. Anyway, you want someone who does this a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, before we kind of go into more of like what you're learning and experiencing, I think there's a big opportunity to educate people about regenerative medicine, mm -hmm. because I think, you know, in my perspective, it, it's an area that I'm still learning because we have such, you know, crazy laws in the U.S. of what we have access to. So mm -hmm. my clinical experience is a lot less than the things that we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And so I think about there, though, like we get people through this, you know, path and there's a huge opportunity to support our regenerative capacities in our body, which we all have. However, as we age and as we go through stress, they might need more help waking up or, you know, there's other tools to support because the, the body gets beat up, right? You know, when you've had mold illness or Lyme or, you know, environmental toxicants, mm -hmm. the body can definitely get beat up. And, but we have tools and there's a beautiful science around how to support the body to regenerate and heal and get even a whole nother level mm -hmm. of uh, function. So I'll let you just kind of dive in where you want to start. But you, I mean, that's been your journey the last few years, right? Um, mm -hmm. Exploring the realm of regenerative medicine. Mm -hmm. It's been very exciting and very productive for me to go down that rabbit hole. A podcast guest introduced me to stem cells, and I was yeah. not familiar with stem cells and what they could do. And I could see the potential because mm. my, I'm 62, my left mm. knee was hurting and I could tell, you know, I didn't want to walk as much and I love to walk and 10,000 steps a day is still study show a really important benchmark. And I wasn't yeah. meeting it every day. Mm. And I had some other issues as well. I, it's a personal thing, but having yeah. delivered two children, I had stress yeah. urinary incontinence from the delivery. And I think a lot of women do. And so yeah. when I would cough and I'd sneeze, you know, I, I'd have a problem and yeah. Stem cells can help regenerate that area so that, yeah. you know, and, and permanently, as far as I'm, I'm seeing, yeah. be able yeah. to fix that. Also, because we're talking about Alzheimer's and cognitive decline, stem cells can actually go into your brain. Yeah. And there's a way that they can open up the blood-brain barrier, being wow. able to, using your own white blood cells, basically, that they took out of your body and they're able to spin those and, and put those in and open up that blood-brain barrier. And then 48 hours later, they were able to take stem cells that they had pulled from my own fat tissue. So these are my own mm -hmm. stem cells. Yeah. They were able to grow them, make a nice little pile of them, yeah. add an antigen to those, like from mm -hmm. usually from a pig. And yeah. that would say, oh, okay, I'm going to be a brain stem cell. So yeah. now those stem cells know where they're going. And then you just get an IV drip. So after they've opened the blood-brain barrier, mm -hmm. then they give you the IV. 48 hours later, those little stem cells run to your brain and make yeah. and, and bring it back. Make yeah. you make you sharper than you, you had been. Yeah. And so I've, I've just finished three rounds of that treatment. And wow. I, I see... I see the efficacy in it big time. 
mm-hmm. for not only my brain, they also did it for my vascular system. So all yeah. those little capillaries that are so important for brain health, that's, yeah. you can get dementia from not having enough um, vascular capacity yes. and yeah. from heart issues. And so it's, it's important as we age to keep those vibrant. So that was another IV drip with those stem cells delineated just especially for the vascular system. That's so wise because I think, you know, with COVID and spike protein already, people had, you know, a lot of microcirculation issues or circulatory mm-hmm. issues. And then we throw that in the picture and mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have, yeah, poor circulation or blood vessels that are inflamed or blood coagulation issues. So that, I mean, that's wonderful. That it's they exciting. Can be yeah, really yeah. exciting. And of course, we need blood in our brain. <laughs> and coming, It helps. You know, you know for, for healing and repair. And um, you interview the expert that you went to, right, on your podcast. That information is on mm-hmm. your podcast. Mm-hmm. What's the doctor's name? His name is Chadwick Prodromos. And he's in a Chicago suburb and he has a colleague who's in Argentina. And that colleague has a clinic that really Mm -hmm. started all of this. And now the the doctor is also sharing his time with Wake Forest because he's teaching docs there how to do this. We can't sadly do this in our country yet. Even though it's derived from your own fat, we can't grow. Yeah, we can't grow stem cells here yet. And so I did need to travel down to Argentina for this procedure. And what I found blew me away with the medical quality, the caring. It was top drawer. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. And we just have to hope, you know, with more education and more anecdotal evidence and, you know, obviously clinical evidence that, you know, our country will open up more and more to, you know, have this available. You know, Mm -hmm. we can get exosomes in our country. Mm -hmm. Um, We can also get umbilical stem cells, but we can't, we can also do you know, basically stem cells from our fat or from our bone, but they're not grown out. We don't grow them obviously yeah. here. So there's not going to be as, you know, Jane was explaining, you know, it's, you know, in the stem cell game, it's the amount, you know, that yes. matters. It's more the effect that you can mm-hmm. basically have. And that usually differentiates people's results. And there's mm-hmm. clinics in Mexico that, you know, do varieties of autologous and non-autologous stem cells. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, all, it's a whole area of research. I'm trying to educate myself as much as I can for what's available here in the U.S. So what I can do here and then if you get to know me, part of our treatment, we have people go all over the, you know, wherever they need to, to get what they do, because we're making up a new type of medicine. So it's not just, I, I had like this dream the other day of like, okay, what if, you know, I always kind of check in the new hospital, like, had a, okay, I'd have a floor for this, a floor for that, a floor for that, you know, and oh, I, cool. I, I was making one up and, and like the top floor was regenerative medicine. I was like, we have to we have to have that because, you know, Jane's results, I think that was like the icing on the cake for you, right? Um, it was. To, it yeah. was. Speaking of your floors of, of the hospital, I keep reading, and maybe you do too, that we just need to stay alive another five years because yeah. medicine and the science is moving so fast that yeah. what we can get today, it's going to be exponentially more in just five years. Yeah. Speaking of going places too, do you remember when you sent me to Germany? Yes. 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 I was Tell us about that experience. It was was, um, fabulous. It was exactly what I needed. So I came to Dr. Schaffner. I came to you with these tonsils that were like apples. They were huge. And and you explained that the tonsils of 
are the garbage can of the brain yes. and mine weren't working. So if I'm having cognitive problems, maybe I yeah. need to get, take out the garbage more often and, yes. and that would help yeah. my situation. So I went to a practitioner that you had heard of, a doctor who didn't yeah. speak English, um, but yeah. he froze my tonsils. He used cryotherapy. I went three different times. And yeah. now when I say, ah, you can't even see my tonsils and I, it's, yeah. it's functioning wow. well again. It was the, the best thing, but it felt out there. Here's this guy coming with one of those, I don't know what you call them. The bright yeah. lights catch them so they can, yeah, they can yeah. see down your throat. And he had all this, this clouds of this gas around him as he was going to put it in my mouth. And yeah. yeah, I know that was trust, right? It was, <laughs> I kept thinking, yeah, I kept thinking of you the whole time going, Oh gosh, I hope this works. She told, sent yeah. me here and it will, it will. Yeah. No, and, and that's such a great, you know, component. Cause I think about, you know, no matter what we're, you know, talking about toxins, infections, stem mm -hmm. cells, all of that, there is a foundational part of our brain health, right? And that is not only the proper blood flow in and out of the brain, but mm -hmm. also, you know, really supporting the lymphatic system and the lymphatic system and all of this, all, everything we talk, you know, works way better when we have a functioning lymphatic system. And we just mm -hmm. see in our patients that the tonsils can be just an area, a reservoir of infection and swelling and stagnation. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, Dr. Dorachov can't practice in the U.S. or in this treatment isn't available, but it is literally, you know, liquid nitrogen and the freezing of the Waldire's ring to basically, you know, regrow healthy tissue. And it, as Jane said, her, her tissue is different. And it is one of those treatments. It's, is, you know, out there as it is, it's like one of the most consistently like helpful treatments for patients that I've seen over the years, was, you know. I was very, very grateful yeah. for you, for no. you sending. <laughs> Thank you. Do you think there's a timing of stem cells? Do you think that's kind of a lot that I, I like mm. for me, and maybe I'm wrong, but in my, you know, learning, like, you know, really you did them at the right time. You know, there wasn't a lot of noise in your system that the stem cells would have to heal and repair to get the best effect so that you got the best effect uh, cognitively. Do you think there, as you're learning, do you think there's truth to that? Or do you think that timing, you can make a case for like, oh, if you did this in the beginning, you would have gotten better faster or what, what are you, what are you observing? Oh, that's thinking? interesting. I know I have much more energy now than I did before. So I yeah. think it is making my whole system um, more vigorous. I think the right time for, for yeah. me is when I got to the point that I would be doing more major, major things like mm -hmm. surgeries to correct those. You want to try to keep your joints. You really do because it's yeah. coming so quickly. I really feel there's no reason to put an artificial joint in now when just a couple yeah. of years from now, we're going to have other modalities to treat it yeah. and yeah. Um, stress urinary incontinence. It just got to the point I needed to do something. So right. I'm not sure if it was time my body was ready or not. I just felt yeah. I got to do this now. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. when I heard about it, things reach you for the right reasons. Information yeah. comes to you for the right reasons. And, yeah. and if you really trust that, this information came to me and it made sense. And I thought, yeah. I think I'm going to try it. Yeah. No, I love that. And there's a when you're in, you know, like open and in the flow of this experience, I see that in my own learning too, like the right remedy or the right understanding comes to me before the patient who needs, you know, needs that. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I, I actually know what I need to do for this person. And, you know, it's like the universe connecting us with the knowledge because there's so much knowledge out there. Um, but how do we apply it to get yes. you better? Yes. Right. 
Yes. Another thing that helped me a lot. You're asking for yeah. interventions that really yeah. Yeah, please. move the needle. As you know, I had had antibiotics multiple times a year since yes. I was a little girl, much because of my yeah. tonsils and all the problems yeah. that those caused. And my gut was shot, just yeah. shot. I wasn't absorbing well. And I'd, I'd really hurt it with my whole immune system and with not being able to digest well. So I decided to get a fecal microbiota transplant. Yes. So, and I, it was a series of 10 of them. Mm -hmm. And I went to a clinic north of London and mm -hmm. it was another great experience. They yeah. screen to the best of scientific ability now, the, yeah. the poop of all these donors. And there aren't many donors and they come by every day with what they need yeah. to drop off at the clinic. And then yeah. they're able to, I don't know how they do it, but centrifuge it out. So you are only getting the microbiome, the, the microbiome yeah. from that donor. And mm -hmm. then they put it in. And interestingly, I couldn't eat out without getting sick. Um, my yeah. gut hurt every single time I ate, every time, yeah. regardless of what I put, home food, whatever, it just hurt all the time. I had mm. one treatment, just one, and wow. that all disappeared. And wow. I got to experience nine more treatments. And mm. it, we laugh because a lot of the donors are firemen. And so now wow. I respond when I hear a, a bell or something, I'm like heading to a fire. <laughs> yeah. there, you, there is a um, truth, right? Personality. <laughs> microbiome yeah. but in the u.s right now you have to have like documented c difficile right. to kind of go to you know banks and things and the clinic that jane is talking about is Mount clinic it is. Um, in london and you know the fecal transplants are coming back a little bit there are more people kind of talking about them again in the u.s because they were available then you know mm -hmm. the fda kind of put their kind of clamp on it mm -hmm. It's emerging again. You know, again, more people are talking about it. More of my patients are doing it. It's kind of top of mind right now. And I recall all the you know wonderful people that um, I've observed doing this. And it is a game changer if you've had chronic antibiotics, mm -hmm. um, if you've had chronic digestive issues, mm -hmm. you know, if you just you know have like a very rigid kind of window of what you can mm -hmm. eat, you know, and also neurological health, right? You know, when you think about the connection between the gut and the brain that, you know, I just yep. feel like the more that your gut microbiome is in a state of balance and, you know, you have more of the good guys, the bad guys, um, that helps your brain too, mm -hmm. through the enteric mm -hmm. nervous system, vagus nerve and all of the connections that we see from the, you know, gut to the brain. So I'm so glad you brought that up because I, you know, I of course remember that, but it, not in it was in mm -hmm. top of mind because of what we're talking about. And it's just, I have a, a series of patients kind of sourcing that right now. And oh, I'm, good. I'm, really, I'm excited good. for them. Um, gonna, the founder of the clinic is a naturopath too. So that's, yes. that's nice. She's got the right mindset and she's also become a good friend. And she was telling me that they can only take 3% of the people who want to be donors for them, only 3% wow. because wow. the person can never have ever used antibiotics ever. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. finding people that are that clean today is becoming harder and harder. It's Hard. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. really hard. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that you did that. Mm -hmm. Are there any other treatments before I want to share a little bit more about your podcast? Any other treatments that stand out that you feel are important to share when people are thinking about recovering their health and recovering their brain that you did or um, were successful? Oh, many things. So I did photobiomodulation. Yes. And that's the infrared light. Um, near and far infrared. And, and that's been very helpful. I do saunas and yeah. sweat and sweat and sweat. But you turned me on to why it's important also to have a binder on board 
Yes. To make mm-hmm. sure when I when I excrete those toxins, they're not getting reabsorbed in the body. Yes. So yeah. that was important. Um, I'm now doing HBOT, um, oh, hyperbaric okay. oxygen therapy. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's got a lot of potential. And it's yeah. it's relaxing. Yes. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, just to, to sit quietly with a book inside one of those those chambers. chambers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are yeah. some of the other things I've done? Well, I've tried methylene blue. Yeah, I and, thought you were Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and that. I think methylene blue has some some real good efficacy. I was told that my family's problem, one of my family's problems with Alzheimer's was that we had mitochondrial insufficiency. And if your mitochondria isn't firing right, then then you don't get the energy in your brain that you need, and your brain is just hungry for energy. So right. methylene blue, interestingly, speaks right to your mitochondria. It enhances something called the cytochrome oxidase enzyme. I hope mm-hmm. I have that right. Yeah. And it gives it oxygen, and, yep. and that's what you want. So I've started doing methylene blue. For me, I do it nearly every day. And, yeah. And... I can tell on days I haven't done it because I'm not quite quite as sharp. Yeah, there's so many benefits to methylene blue. I started using it a lot in COVID because of mm-hmm. you know the COVID story and you know the mm-hmm. oxygenation piece for the people who are hypoxic and mm-hmm. you know the antiviral piece. But you know it it's great for the mitochondria. It's a nootropic. It's antiviral. It's antiprotozoa. It's like a malarial drug back in the day. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. like so many vast reasons to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, again, you want to, dosing is important and quality is important, yeah. I would say. And, you know, it does push serotonin a little bit. So you just want to, you know, be careful if you're on like any medications that push serotonin. But there, yeah, it's a really great drug, really well tolerated. And you're doing your light therapy, right? So that's also, you know, just synergistic. A, yeah, it's potentizing, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's photoactivating mm-hmm. the methylene blue with the red light. And the other thing I'm doing, you yeah. turned me on to, and that's ozone. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ozone. Yeah. And I didn't, it's called an EBU treatment. I'm not able to say what EBU is. Extra corporal blood oxygenation and ozonation. Isn't that fun to say five times? Yeah. Let <laughs> me work on that. <laughs> but, but I think ozone is, is really important as one of the modalities to, to become healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it restores mitochondrial activity, right? Yes. You know, because it breaks down, it breaks down to oxygen in the body. And so I think that's, you know, again, when all this conversation, especially for brain health around recovery and mitochondria, the ozone is a really, really great tool. So mm-hmm. I'm glad, I'm glad you've experienced that. Like, and you have the HBOT and the EBU and the ozone, you're, you're del- in the methylene blue, you're getting a lot of oxygen to your brain, you know, so <laughs> really good. So you know, I wanted you to be on here, Jane, not only to share, like, you know, I mean, I can't even believe you're 62. You look amazing. Aww. And you, you reversed age, you know, and I just wanted to give people hope and, you know, share, you know, what's possible and share your depth of knowledge and your experience and all the things that you did. But, you know, the thing that I'm actually most excited, not only that you recovered, of course, that, you know, you have the energy and the a passion in your life and you've turned that into, you know, having this like awesome podcast that you're just crushing it in about sharing this information and bringing thought leaders and experts to just stay on top, right? That edge that you're saying, like, we're like, just keep up being at this precipice of keeping evolving this medicine. We Mm -hmm. all have to stay up to date. So you're helping us all stay up to date. So I would love you to just, uh, we've talked about it, but just introduce it. You're kind of, 
inspiration behind it and what you talk about often so people can check it out. Well, it's just like what we've been talking about, that some people don't realize that Alzheimer's is optional. It's preventable. And I felt compelled to get the word out. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that we all have purpose in our lives. And if you're helping others as your purpose, uh, it it gives back to you. You're not wanting it to give back, but it also gives back. And I'm finding that I'm trying to give this to people, the expertise of all these people saying, okay, try this, try this, get this kind of practitioner. You can beat this thing, but in return, and you and I have talked about this, the fun of learning. Oh my gosh. To to spend an hour with you, to spend an hour with some Harvard professor or someone who's just started a company. It's just, you just learn so very much. So the podcast is called Cutting Edge Health, Preventing Cognitive Decline. And I only do it once a month. I can't Mm. believe you do a once a week schedule. I know. I'm a little (laughs) crazy. You know, I know. I was like looking, I'm like, oh, I've done over like 200 or so by now, which is kind of, you know, hard to believe. But yours are just like jam packed and with such great information. And you can find them on, you know, wherever you find podcasts and you have a great YouTube channel too, but Thank we'll you. have all the links. Cause I really, I want people to like, just continue learning from you and you're teaching me now too. Oh, which I, oh. Yeah, always have, you know, but you know, I, um, you're, really you're very generous, you. very kind. Thank yeah, you. No, Thank it's you. True. It's true. Well, is there anything else Jane on your heart that you want to share with people before we wrap up? I'd say make the investment, trust yourself, mm-hmm. make the investment in your own health with your time and your financial resources and don't settle for a doctor who doesn't understand your heart, you know, really wait and find and look and talk to people so that you find the right practitioner who's going to help guide you on this path because you can heal and you, it's wonderful to get to the age of 62 and Mm. not think, Oh my gosh, this is, this is this, this is where I'm going to go. And I don't feel that anymore. I feel I have extended my health span by, God willing, years, possibly decades. And I don't care how much longer, but I I think I'm going to be healthier in years than I watch my parents. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm a journalist (laughs) by training. I'm curious, but I'm not a medical person. And so if I can learn this and absorb it like a sponge, so can other people. So I just... I want to empower folks. They can do it. Well, I can't thank you enough for all your wisdom and all that you shared today. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you for being my friend and my mm. mentor. Oh, feeling is mutual. <laughs> well, everybody, every all the wonderful information will be in the show notes. You'll get to connect with Jane more after this podcast. Bye, everyone. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Jane Rogers. Please check out the links in the show notes. And thank you so much for being part of my podcast community. I so appreciate you. Have a beautiful day.